Welcome to the MetaPod, a Pokemon podcast where we talk about the evolving meta in the trading card game as long as, as long as, as well as a bunch of other fun news. Welcome, gamers. Welcome, Sean, adult, homeowner. Adult. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that's a thing. Yeah, I, uh, I closed on my home on Friday of last week the day that we're recording this at least um and i start moving in the end of this week so it's a uh, big news it's 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 probably the reason why uh, i haven't been making as many or any videos really i don't think i'm gonna make any videos this week and between setting up i doubt i'll have a video next week so I'm, it's been a very slow couple of months but um, you know buying a house is a big deal and it takes a long long process so i can't say that i blame you <laughs> yeah so, but I'm hoping to be back in the, uh, with all the things set up early next week. Uh, and at that point, I can start looking towards Vivid Voltage. So uh, I might buy a printer, print out some proxies, and uh, that's what's really got me excited because, like, let's be frank, the current meta is boring for the most part. Um, but yeah. Uh, I still think it's better than Sword and Shield meta. Well, sure. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes, it is better than Sword and Shield. I would agree with that 100%. Uh, but... Yeah, yeah, I'm just tired of it at this point. You know, I I don't blame you, honestly. But we do have a lot of things to talk about and a lot of kind of things that, well, we not only have the meta to talk about, but there's been a lot of weird news, I want to say. I, do we want to call it, like, weird news? I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a recurring... I mean, maybe it'll be a recurring segment, but it's definitely weird. It's definitely, like... What what is happening to this uh, this world of Pokemon trading cards? So for those of you that have maybe uh, just stumbled upon this podcast. I believe one of our first episodes, I mentioned that it, this because this happened earlier in the year, Gary V, big time investor, influencer, business aficionado we'll call him. He's very highly touted because of his business knowledge. Right. And probably most people have heard of him one way or another but anyways he mentioned earlier in the year get into pokemon start investing into pokemon run several months down the road the vintage market's exploding we had some vintage talk on the podcast with uh lee bui back in remember that sean way back in the day way back in the day years ago we were talking about retro formats and you know, just getting retro cards in general right now is pretty tough. And then fast forward to like last week, <laughs> I think, right? Uh, yeah, last, yeah, early last week, about this time last week-ish. I think like last week on the podcast, we talked. I didn't I didn't run back the podcast during we that did. part, we but I believe a little bit. We talked about how Logan Paul announced that he was going to be opening a First edition, it was first edition, right? Yep, it was a first yeah, edition first, base set. First edition base set booster box. He was doing a conjoined thing with uh, Leanheart, who, as of right now, during this time of year, is doing his NAMI fundraiser. So I believe Leonhart was, he broke the box and he sold each pack for like $11,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I believe most of the money, was it all proceeds? No. I think no, they, I was they, raised, say, they raised they $120,000 for charity, which is great. I yeah. don't believe that the 
I think he profited off the box. Yes, the proceeds of the box sales had nothing to do with Nami. The Nami donations, I think, were all live stream stuff. Okay. But okay, like, you know, good to know. I'm not going to belabor. I'm not going to fault fault somebody. Like, look, you raise $120,000. That's a lot of money. Fair enough, right? However you got there. Yeah, no, I... That's pretty... I'm. We're not going to talk about, like, Leonhardt, like, partnering with them and the ethics and all that, because that's, like... That's a whole different conversation that I don't really want to talk about, because who cares? I'm not a part of it. But anyways, fact of the matter is, Leonhardt opens up this box... Opens a Charizard. Did you and Blast? He opened all three of them. Did you see that? I didn't watch the live stream because uh, again, that was on Friday, the day that I closed on my house. I did not watch it, but I heard. Oh yeah, that's right. I heard that he did open the big three. He pulled the big three. Yeah, opens the big three, and there. I, I'm telling you, there's a lot of memes that went around. That was a bust. Did you box. see the picture? Did you see the picture of him holding the Charizard? Oh my god! Yes. Yes. So for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, it, just Google like uh, uh, Logan, Logan Paul, Paul Charizard. Charizard. That's, I'm sure yeah, you'll that's find what you it. Do. Him holding the card. He's gripping the card, I would say, pretty decently. I think I think the in the top right corner, he's got a he put his thumb grip. there. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's got his thumb there. And it looks like it's a pretty good uh, looks like it's a pretty good grip. It, yeah, he's got a firm grip on that card. Now, I will say uh did you see the card as well like it's it's really off-centered on the front i did hear it was a little off-centered i saw yeah. some instagram photos i saw an instagram oh gosh i wish i would have looked this person up but i wa- i looked at i saw this instagram photo somebody had taken the measurements of the card and showed like the numbers because i mean everybody's like is it actually like a psa 10 you know yeah. and and they were like, according to these numbers of measurements that I made by based on these pixels at this angle and 45 degrees X, Y, Z, I don't know math. I just look at, I just saw like these, all these numbers are different. And so that means it's off centered. Um, but he was like, this would probably not be a PSA 10. I can. And I was, you don't need to do the math. Just look at the dang card. It's not a PSA 10. Look, at an angle, you never, I mean, you never know. I mean, to the naked eye, at least at an angle, if you're just looking at it at a picture. Now, if you saw, if you if you watch the video and maybe you like pause it at a certain point, well, okay, maybe it's a little bit easier to tell. But for me, I was busy when the live stream went down, so I didn't see it live. I've just been seeing everything after. But I did, um, I did see that it was a little off-centered. I mean, I'm looking at an image right now. There is no angle in the world where this is not off-center. Well, you know what, Sean? Uh, we're just going to end this podcast I mean, look, right here I'm, since I'm we're not look, friends anymore. I'm to just be frank, whoever bought that pack for $11,000, off-center or no, you plussed. There is no way that card is going to come back PSA graded under a valuation of $11,000. Just straight up. You know, it's a, it's a pack fresh Zard. Um, it's going to grade probably at least a PSA 8. You know, even though it's off center, assuming his thumb didn't straight up bend the corner, which I don't think it did. I would um, assume maybe a smidge of whitening, though. Yeah, maybe it may not be so pristine, but look, you know, it'll come back worth more than the 11000 that you paid for it. So in that gamble, whoever bought that pack, you know, they plus. I also want to note, um, I watched this video literally like an hour before this podcast aired. Omnipoke released a video. Um, it's like a 40 minute video of Logan Paul's box and analyzing it. He took every Joe from Omnipoke took like every single card 
and analyzed it and then did statistics and pop evaluations because joe is huge on investing in pokemon like psa grading just investing in pokemon tcg product overall so like i highly recommend you watch the video i won't spoil but there are some very very interesting facts that i did not know about sean have i assume you haven't watched the video it literally came an hour before we started recording it's on my watch later but i have not yet watched it it's a pretty good video. I would highly recommend if you're curious after this podcast, go watch that video. Uh, shout outs to Joe from Omnipoke for for making that. But uh, something that happened just days later hit the news. Logic. Re- Sean, do you know who Logic is? I mean, he's a rapper, right? Yeah, he's a well retired rapper now. He is a retired rapper. He. uh he, his last album that released back in July, No Pressure, his basically like retirement album, um, or, or what he says is his final album. He, he He's basically a big name, though, because he signed on Twitch as well. So like for the realm of me personally, I know him very well as being a fan of Logic for the last several years and um, also being a Twitch guy. So this caught my attention. He went out and did an ebay auction first edition psa 10 charizard two hundred and twenty thousand dollars that's it's i mean look the thing is right now the card is worth that much so it's like okay i mean if that's you know roughly what people are paying for a box and what i'm noticing actually is that a psa 10 charizard seems to be running equivalent to a sealed box of the set that it comes in. So base set right now, the the PSA 10 Charizard is around twenty to twenty four thousand, which the boxes sealed are also twenty two to twenty four thousand dollars currently. Um, and the first edition boxes, you know, I think they're not quite two hundred and twenty thousand. I think Logic certainly is. He he spent at the edge there, but like, you know, $200,000 roughly for a PSA 10 first edition. And the boxes are probably 170 to 200,000 just based on what Logan Paul just paid for it. So that seems to be the correlation is like whatever the Zard PSA 10 is worth is what the box is worth and vice versa. That's actually a fact that I did not know. And I'm curious about the darkness ablaze Charizard G max Later down the line, it probably isn't very say, fair to do that right now. That just means the box is worth $100 right now. Right? <laughs> like, I, I'm curious to see how that, because that's like not max rarity Charizard. No. So I'm curious, like 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line, if that methodology stays the same and it's uh, it, it, uh, it holds up during then. I, do you have a guess? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be doing this know, podcast man. in 10 to 15 years because like Sean is now getting house. He's he's <laughs> I don't I don't know. He's going to he's going to have grandkids soon. No, no, no kids for me. <laughs> but uh, I will say I don't I can't imagine that the darkness of Blazard will be that valuable, uh, be as valuable comparatively in the box, because you're like you said, it's not a max rarity Zard. So the pull rate is much higher. So I think that you're going to have pop sizes of that Zard that is going to be you know, very high, actually. Um, whereas, like, the Rainbow Burning Shadows Zard is much harder to pull. Pop sizes are going to necessarily be low, lower. So 
I think relative to the number of boxes that are printed, if you look at the set, right, um, I don't think that the Darkness of Blaze one will probably be quite as quite as fancy. Whereas Champion's Path, I think that might be like a correlated price point eventually, right? Like buying yeah. a Champion's Path ETB and buying a PSA 10, one of the Zards, Ooh, that uh, might be comparative. I don't know if that'll be... I don't know if that'll be super comparative. I don't know. I feel like ETBs are just like so less in value than booster boxes that even well, Hidden Fates ETB was like 145 before they announced the reprint. Well, no, do you know what it was? No, I was looking it up before they announced the reprint. It was 300, and it's no, only, yeah, it was 300 and it's 200 now on eBay. I hate the market for Pokemon cards right it's, now. No, yeah, it's absolutely like. It's great. This is like the weirdest time to buy Pokemon cards. But going back to Logix, yes. the day before, not the, well, the, no, yeah, the day before that he bought the Charizard, he bought and opened a base set booster box. He bought a base set booster box, $23,000 he spent on it reportedly uh, from his tweet. It wasn't first edition because he because he opened up the cards and showed pictures of the box and stuff wasn't first edition, but a base set booster box, which is still very valuable. I would say I would say that twenty three thousand dollars is pretty valuable, in my opinion. Would you would you say, Sean? Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, twenty three thousand dollars is very expensive. And he opened it up and pulled a Charizard out of that. So my man logic now Charizard collector. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be weird to think like how many, how, how long this, you know, I don't think that the, uh, that Pokemon cards are like a trend in that way. Meaning like, I think that people are just collecting them because they want them, but like the trend of YouTubers who had nothing to do with Pokemon cards, buying and opening boxes. I don't, I don't know how long this is going to last because genuinely it is not something that is accessible to most people. I'm not 100% sure about that because I, I've i been watching this guy for the last several months, PokeRev, on YouTube. Do you know who that is? Yeah, but I mean, he's a Pokemon YouTuber, right? Yeah, I guess that's different. Yeah, that's my, but that's my point is it's like, you know, Logic doesn't do Pokemon videos. That's not his thing. Now he can start doing it. That's fine if you really want. Well, he just like he just like bought a box in the card because he just wanted it. Yeah, no, and that's again, that's fine. But like, you know, I think you're seeing a lot of people. I don't know what I'm noticing is like this this thing with Logan Paul doing it, and yes, the things are worth more. But at a certain point, like you're gonna run out of famous YouTubers who are doing this for views that can afford to buy a twenty thousand dollar plus product for their video i see what you mean now like if they want to get into it and like just break darkness of blaze boxes or whatever then like yeah that's accessible i mean you and i can do that that's you know not the craziest thing I, I can't do that but i mean i mean if you really wanted to right it, you could find if i really to wanted get, to i could go in debt yeah yeah but like you couldn't go twenty three thousand dollars into debt for a base no no, right? no 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 exactly no, no, no. I mean, you could get that that PayPal plan, right? Where you pay like <laughs> 500 a month or something. I need to actually talk to you about getting a credit card because I've never had a credit card. I mean, anyways, that's 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 <laughs> our next podcast. Actually, that's uh, sign up for Sean and I's new podcast. 
uh, Pokemon Pokemon credit oh, where shit. where Sean teaches me how to use a credit card because I didn't learn it in the school system because they don't teach you anything. You actually need to know how to adult in the school system. Anyways, are you Sean, saying they you haven't made Pokemon an ATM? Cards? They haven't made an ATM type Pokemon yet. Yeah, that's the that's the new one coming out in the DLC uh, cash register. There's a there's a new Reggie. Oh wait, is there that, really? No. <laughs> there, there was no, no. Okay, okay. It's a it's kind of a meme, but like the new one of the new Reggies. Do you know what I mean by yeah, Reggie? Like Reggie Ice, know. Reggie Rock, like Register. Yeah, there's a there's a new Reggie. I don't even know. Oh my gosh, it's like Reggie Alekieki or whatever. But everybody just calls it the cash register Pokemon. Reggie Alekki. Reggie Alecki, I think it's what it's called. We oh, don't know so the official like Pokemon. name for it. Reggie Alecki. Reggie Alecki. Is it an electric but, Reggie Pokemon? Yeah, it's an electric one of the it's an electric version of one of the Reggies. Um to what we know. I mean, we've only really seen it in trailers and stuff, so I guess we don't like actually know what it is. But I'm looking at it now though. It kind of looks like a it's a weird looking Pokemon. I'm not gonna lie. But the joke, the joke of Cash Register is because its name is awkwardly complex. So like people <laughs> just call it the Cash Register. So oh, I I thought that was funny. Anyways, I'm curious to see if we'll ever get cards out of those and if they'll be V's. I don't know if they'll be V maxes, but I'm curious to see if they come in V's. I mean, they like to print cards that are correlated to the game, right? So. Wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me too if we get the um the new Galarian legendary birds in say the oh god I don't know uh, what is it the April or May set next year. Yeah, I will pay a lot of money if we get a car a full art of Gal- a Galarian Articuno. I'll pay a lot of money for that. I Just mean, like I'll pay a lot of money for Nessa. Start saving up. <laughs> I I hey, what do you think I'm doing? I'm trying to buy full art Nessa in every single language. It's going to be a lot of money. <laughs> Nessa is like the chase card in that set almost. Or right. one of them, I should say. Do you want to hold off talking any more about the Pokemon collector's market for a potential future episode? Yes, we're just going to slightly tease, just like I did last week in the upcoming episode, with a person that's literal full-time career is collecting Pokemon cards. So... Sean is very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. We still have to schedule a time, but we're we're. It's just hard because Sean's moving. That's really all it is. Blame Sean. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. You Sean, can blame me. Sean is putting his adult priorities above Pokemon, and to me, that's a shame. But anyways, we are <laughs> we're going to be having a really nice interview. Hopefully next week. Um, if there's any changes to the schedule, because I'm because I've said that it, hopefully it's next week. You can check out the Metapod. I usually put out like some sort of teaser image when we have like before we have a guest or I usually try to put like a teaser tweet. So all you got to do is look up Metapod TCG and then boom, just look at the picture with the Metapod and then you're you're in. (laughs) But anyways, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. We're going to go through a quick meta update because personally, I think the meta has evolved enough to where there's kind of some new decks that we can talk about that have taken storm the first one that i want to talk about is the charizard and breakson deck sean have you watched greens charizard breakson i have not watched wait. the greens charizard duo basically there's charizard and breakson and Reshizard. 
in the deck. I kind of understand like the concept behind it, right? So you have like Reshazard who could do the 300 damage and uh, can do 230, which is really good. Um, and then you have Breaksard, which allows you to do 180 and then you know go look through your deck for any three cards. You have greens to find you whatever pieces you might need. Um, there might are there any other bits and pieces to that deck I'm really missing? I mean, it's a pretty straightforward deck, but I think it worked at the time, and we'll see how much longer it works. But it works because you know you can throw a couple of big charms on there, and you don't get okoed by Eternatus. You don't get okoed by Zacian in ADPZ. And if you can take prizes fast enough, if you can, you know, uh, knock out the Zacians, if you will, or, you know, set up knockouts in some way on the Eternatus. I, I don't really know, don't know what its Eternatus matchup is like, but yeah, that's a deck that's kind of come out of nowhere. The Eternatus matchup, I, just like it is with Scorch, like if you play the Scoop Up Net version with Zigzagoons and maybe like the Galarian Slowbro, it's obviously a harder matchup because they can do much more pings and stuff like that to be able to eclipse past your big charm or, you know, hit that 270 that both uh, Reshiram and Charizard and Charizard Breakson have before the big charm. So very, very, it's a really cool list in my opinion. It's almost like a control list, mm. if that makes sense. Like there's versions that play Jesse and James, uh, Chip Chip Ice Axe, Power Plant, like there's kind of these cards that help. It's like Guardian a little bit. Yeah, it's 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 a little like Guardi, I would say, where like you want to be a like, you know, you're going to have to two shot things. So building up different things like the heat energy, putting them on your Pokemon to help counteract in the big charm, you know, whacking into them, maybe getting something stuck, you know, having the power plants there so then they can't do things like Dedene. Uh, because Dedenne, even though it has gone less from the format, it is still very prevalent in the format. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the only that's one of the reasons ADP is any good. It's because there's a bunch of Dedenne sitting around. And especially when you have Tag Call, right? Because like Tag Call is still a card yeah. and Tag Call can be balanced with the help of something like Cynthia and Caitlin or Mallow and Lana. If you want to include that in your deck, because especially with these damage manipulators if you're facing a deck that also tries to two shot you you can utilize that Mallow and lana to be like okay i'm just gonna heal all that off and now you gotta hit me two more times at this point so it's a very very fun deck i haven't gone through with it in the players cup it's on my kind of i'm i'm, tr I'm trying to play like as many decks as possible in the players cup before we start talking much about that and that is one on my list that i really want to do and play more of but i've watched a lot of gameplay of it from people like azul and stuff i think azul even put out a video recently about the decks so it's very fun it's a different take on welder decks and then also it just has that kind of flexibility to do a bunch of different routes like you would think just like having either charizard breaks in or reshiram you know you're pretty linear right Mm -hmm. yeah but with the with the flexibility of charizard breakson's brilliant flair where you search for up to three cards and put them in your hand like you can you can grab a whole bunch of different things you could be like okay i need to grab my power plant to bounce this stadium or i need to grab 
Um, reset gosh, stamp. I don't know. Reset stamp, huge card. Yep. I need to grab reset. I need to grab greens. So then next turn, I can grab reset stamp or it, it just like things like that. Like there's a whole bunch of different options and there's a whole bunch of different routes that to me, without playing it yet and just watching other people play it, it seems like almost every game feels different mm-hmm. um, to an extent. Obviously, like you can't always have a different game, but you, I think you know what I mean. It's not like ADPZ yeah. where like literally everything is the same. Yeah, I, I would say like I did play a different deck that used Charizard and Brakeson. Um, a friend of mine, Tony Fong, um, he got third place in the Hexter event about a week plus ago um, with ADP Brakesard. What? Yeah, it's a it's a deck that you're like, what what am I looking at here? But it actually makes sense. It's a it's a, a greens ADP Charizard and breaks in deck. Um and the whole concept behind it is, you know, if you can you gotta get off that GX attack, it plays four of the Victini uh that the bird trio decks would play. Oh. So you wanna go second, you Victini two energy onto your ADP. Assuming the ADP doesn't get somehow one shot from the bench, right? Which I think going, if you're going first, you're by turn two. It's pretty hard for a deck to boss his order and get everything they need to knock out a 280 HP Pokemon. So that, and you know, I, I made a couple of changes, but so that is like you get the GX attack off and then the turn that you GX, you attach one fire energy to the Charizard and breaks in. That way, if you're, you know, on the next turn, you preferably then want to be able to weld or attach so that your Charizard and Brakeson is fully powered up. And then once it's fully powered up, either you can attack with ADP if it's not knocked out, grab a, you know, you play four bosses orders in that deck, uh, mm-hmm. bosses order something up. Um, or, you know, if you got Charizard and Brakeson, hopefully still bosses order something up, take three prizes. If they can't respond KO you because you're playing big charms and whatever, you go get the boss's order for next term, take the next three prizes, and you win. I mean, it's literally, it's, it's not, I'm making it sound simpler than it is in practice, but it's a weird deck. It's like, it's not, it's not fast in the way that you're used to playing, but it, its goal is to win the game very quickly and easily because of being able to just go search for whatever you need whenever you need it. I think one of the things that made this deck pretty prevalent because like the list that i have that i that i found i i net deck a lot of lists because i'm not a very good deck builder yet um but like the list that i found plays more power plants than giant hearts and the thing that kind of stuck with me on that is there's a couple things that are playing giant hearts right now there's a couple different decks that want to play Giant Hearts, especially because Senescorch is yeah. one of the more popular decks. Doesn't Baby Blounds play Giant Hearts still? I, I'm I mean, pretty yeah, sure, to get, right? To get the energy that they need without Flint, you play Hearth in Baby Blounds, you play Hearth in Senescorch, you play Hearth in Mewtwo Welder, which is everywhere. Yes. And so, like, there's all these decks that want to play Giant Hearts. So, like, if you're if your Charizard breaks and like you're salivating at the mouth, right? Like, just. <laughs> you just inherently do like because all these decks are running around you just do better because of that and then also there's like the surprise factor so like this is probably not a deck that in two weeks will still be one of those ones that like is 
topping tournaments. I would say it's probably it's probably going to see more like top eight finishes. It's probably going to, you know, get you some points in the Players Cup. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be at the level of like ADPZ or anything like that. Or even this next deck that I think we should talk about. Sean, we are going to be talking about old, reliable, the archetype that never dies. (laughs) It is Shmikashmam, as I call it, or Pikaram. I mean, Pikaram is back, Sean. Once again, is it so? I mean, look, I get that it's a good deck. At a certain point, though, like, so how is it winning now? Like, what what about it in the current meta, from your perspective? Because I haven't paid as much attention. Makes it good. Is it is it is it crushing hammer? Is that what makes it good? <laughs> yes. Is that what? Because like, come on, crushing hammer is so nice in this deck. Ah, because you don't have things like Thunder Mountain and stuff, so like you're inherently not as fast. But like, Bolton's a pretty good card in this deck. Yeah, I will say. Yeah, try because like people, some people like when Pikaram when we first rotated and we lost like Thunder Mountain and stuff. Everybody was so focused on like finding these super hyper aggressive ways to get turn one full blitz. And it just wasn't effective because most of the time you weren't going to get turn one full blitz and then you just lose. So with Boltund, it's so nice because like Electrify, pretty good, I would say, for a turn one move, especially because there's, again, a lot of like ADPZ in the format. I choose to go second every time. I think Danny Altavilla, Dax, PTCG on Twitch, um mentioned this the other day in a stream i think it was in azul stream i can't remember i watch a lot of azul he's a man i've just realized that but anyways he had mentioned that he likes going second with this deck and he recommends going second with this deck and i played some players cup with this deck and i 100 percent agree i think that just electrify is like i was able to electrify every single game that I played with this, whether that was game one, you know, every time that I went second, I was able to electrify because it's just, it doesn't require so much, right? You can play, you can play things like the radar. You can play things like tag call. You have quick balls in the deck and you still have a lot of draw options. You know, you play four Marnies or three research or vice versa on that. You play, the Dedenes, you play the Crobat, you know, you're probably going to draw into your outs of getting a Boltund, an Energy, and then a Picaram all in the same turn, right? Yeah. And then, along with Tapu Koko, you also have the opportunities of setting up another Pokemon as well. You know, maybe you got the Raichu Raichu there on the bench, or you want to get your second Picaram powered up, or you want to get Tapu Koko V powered up, or Vikavolt. Vikavolt in this deck, pretty good, I would say, to to an extent. It's basically like your win against Baby Blounds. Yeah, it puts in work. So it's, in my opinion, yes, Crushing Hammers are in it, Yes, I hate crushing hammers, but they're pretty good for the deck. They're pretty good for the deck, in my personal opinion. And I had a lot of fun playing it. Picaram is just kind of a, in my opinion, kind of a fun deck to play. And it has been because like Full Blitz is such a good attack. Full Blitz is so good. Being able to put three energies on any Pokemon 
is awesome. It's insane, especially because a full blitz plus a tag bolt is 350 and knocks out basically any any Pokemon in the format. Plus, you could go the 150 off the Pikachu and Zekrom. Mind you, you're also playing Big Charm. So you have that 270. ADPZ is not playing Zigzagoon anymore. They don't have the bench space. So like, especially with resistance as well, like they cannot knock you out, even if or unless they have Tool Scrapper, which nobody is still playing Tool yeah. Scrapper right now. There is I not don't enough know why. Being played. I I don't I don't know why. I said this. I I've said this on the pod. Like play Tool Scrapper. Like. Yeah, everybody's playing tool cards like even Decidueye is playing tool cards is playing the big parasols, which, by the way, is a busted card. Yeah, Um, for that deck, you know, Pikaram's playing big charms. ADPZ is playing big charms. Everybody's playing air balloons, at least one. Right. Because you always got that pivot like Crobat or Frostmoth or whatever. Big charms, big charms, big charms, air balloon. Even like if a even if an Eternatus is playing like a Vitality Band, like play a Tool Scrapper, Luke Metal, <laughs> play the goggles, play a gosh darn Tool Scrapper. Nobody's playing it, so like the Big Charm really abuses that for that two seventy, especially if you're not playing Eternatus. Which, by the way, I haven't seen a lot of Eternatus, whether that's in match results or in Players Cup. I have I have faced in like my 20 players cup matches, maybe like one or two Eternatus, which is crazy because Eternatus is a good deck. It's one of the better archetypes. It's just people can't afford it, I think. I mean, do you uh, there was a this I don't know, there's a lot of Eternatus before, like in the tournaments. So like I think there's enough. There was, there. but like that's the that's the But if mm, people just switched over to Scent Scorch. Basically, like oh, the that's true. Playing Eternatus are now big into like Magneton sent to Scorch and, um, uh, and like otherwise you're playing ADPZ in the Players Cup. God, I you know I mean like I have yet to sin and play ADPZ in the Players Cup, but honestly, it is a deck that I want to play in the Players Cup for like my list of decks that I played at least five games with in the Players Cup. So the only other deck. I think the only other, there might be another, but the other deck that I think is interesting and, and maybe important to call out here because interesting is relative. Sure. Sure. Obviously. But the, the deck that I want to call out as maybe not having seen lots of results yet, but may start to see success in, in the immediate future is Lapras VMAX. No, no. Okay. Why, why, why no? Because Picaram is becoming more popular. I mean, and, look, I think you can dodge enough Pikaram. I mean, yeah, you can dodge enough Pikaram, and there's there's like enough Senescorch, and plus Charizard breaks and being in the format, like you could just hit a whole bunch of fire decks. That is totally a possibility, and just wipe the four clean with anything. But even like, I don't know if you have a good matchup against Baby Blounds, and plus, like with Lapras, I feel like you want to play a Crobat, right? I mean, all maybe. they have to do, and you're and you're playing Snoms and Frostmoths. All you have to do is knock out the Lapras V Max. Well, here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. You got Alter Creation. Mm -hmm. You have to. You have to. They're pro. I don't know. I mean, I guess they could like knock you out. That's the thing, right? Like, if your ADP gets knocked out right after Alter Creation, like you just lose. 
But like they knock out a snom, boom, they take two prizes. Lapras goes down to three prizes, right? Whoa. They have no way of winning in the very next turn. You have a powered up Zacian or Zamazenta, right? Like what's what stops what stops Lapras from a lone Zamazenta like Keldeo? Oh, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> no, Keldeo, I mean, Keldeo's, G, Keldeo's GX is great for the Eternatus matchup. Don't get me wrong. And it can win you that because you can you can one shot an Eternatus that has a full bench that just knocked out your Lapras VMAX. But, but mean, in not, the ADPZ matchup, you're, you're not, not doing jack down, shit. You're, you're not slapping down Lone Zamazenta with no other Pokemon on your bench, though. Yeah, I mean, you're you're throwing down like Dedenne. You're throwing okay, down cool. bosses. All that I mean, stuff. It's the same thing that wins. It's the same thing that wins ADPZ games. Will win Lapras games against Zamazenta, which is just boss. Yeah, but the difference is is that ADP has so much draw support compared to, or I should say, let let's say yeah, this. No, I know ADP mean. has much more like draw support Pokemon in comparison to Lapras. Yeah. Right. ADPZ. ADP. But I mean, ADPZ like wants the Lapras and or Crobat like literally every single turn. But again, I'll, I think I can come back to the fact that like, isn't that the same argument for every deck against ADPZ? No, it really is. That's why ADPZ so, is always prevalent. But that's why I'm saying like, I think Lapras is in a good spot. Um, Just because like, you know, if you can dodge the Pika Realms, which I don't think there's going to be that many. It's It's not like this is like, Thunder Mountain E Power Era Pikaram we're talking about here. Hmm. Um, yeah, if you end up being in a top eight or something with a Pika against a Pikaram, then you know, rip. But but if you can manage to dodge it, then I don't know. I think Lapras should see should see some love uh in the near future. Cause I think it offers a lot of things that decks need, which is like a big beefy Pokemon that can take a hit. But also Is Lapras dish out really damage. even that beefy? 320 HP. It's a, I mean, it's not that different. That is Senna low Scorch. end VMAX. I mean, Senna Scorch is 320 HP. But Senna Scorch can hit, like, has Welder. And Lapras and you has, don't Frostmoth. Need... Have fro- has Frostmoth. Yeah, but Frostmoth is a Pokemon, and Welder is a supporter that draws you sure. cards. Like, Frostmoth is not only inherently worse because it is a Pokemon on the bench, but also because it is an evolution Pokemon that you have on the bench. Your frost, your Lapras has to be on the bench when you use Frostmoth, right? I mean, because Frostmoth only, only accelerates to the bench. Sure, but you can play four switches. You can play three to four air balloons. You can play bird keepers, right? You can play ways to get things off and on the bench. On top of that, you have capacious buckets to find all those water energy. And there is no universe in which Scorch can hit the numbers that a Lapras can turn to. Just doesn't exist. Senta Scorch cannot Oko a. I mean, like, I, I say cannot. There probably is some shenanigans. But for the most part, Senta Scorch cannot Oko an Eternatus VMAX turn two. Wait, what Pokemon did you say that they're knocking out? Eternatus VMAX, 340. 340. So if you have three energies from Volcanian, Volcanian, and you have three more energies, what does that equal? Six energy. That's like this is genuinely. So it's like seven times four, I don't know. Two hundred eighty. Two hundred eighty. Okay, I understand your point now. So I mean, I would agree with you that, um, 
I, I don't know. I think they're they're both equally uh, not difficult, but like, look, I, I think that Frostmoth has the benefit of it's not your supporter for turn, so you can play a professor's research, play capacious buckets, play switches, play all that stuff, find lots of energy potentially. And then on Welder, sure, you can get energy up with Welder, but you could also miss Welder, right? And, and then yeah. like, that's, that's all. I mean, that's the reason people lose with Welder decks is they don't hit Welder and they just lose. So I, I, don't, I don't think there's a much of an argument for consistency in, the, in, in favor of Welder decks, to be honest. Say, I don't know. I just think Welder is too good. Welder is such a good card. And there's so many giant hearts running around right now. Well, hey, if that, everybody like, wants I just to play Senescorch, the Lapras players are going to love it. That's all I can say. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's I think that's a huge reason why like Lapras has done well and like has started peeking into some results mm-hmm. is because of the fact that every like there's so much fire, especially now with the addition of Charizard breaks in. Yeah. Like not only do you have a butt ton of Senescorch players, but you have Charizard breaks in. And you have baby blondes that's still around. It's still floating around and still popular because it's one prize is pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's baby blondes. But so very. Do you just want to move into the players Two cup? I want want to know how you're doing in the players Two, the players cup Two. Yeah. I said players cup. I said players Two cup. Uh huh. That. Okay. Anyways. Um, uh i am at 20 keys i've used 20 keys so far and i've bounced around with a bunch of decks if you haven't noticed every saturday i've been posting a youtube video updating like where i'm at and um i have played five games with eternatus i played six games with decidui five games with senescorch magneton and three games with pika pika rom the pika rom that i was hyping up earlier with the hammers and right now I have 32 keys, which isn't great, obviously. But my first my Eternatus matches, I swear to God, I hit like every single Golisopod, Sandaconda, <laughs> Mad Party. Like I hit all of those oh and it was not great. So I think like if I had if I had won the first round in. Three of those matches. I probably would have close to like 35 to 40 points somewhere in that range because I think I could have snuck a finals or two out of out of those. But anyways, it is what it is. I'm at 32 points right now. My last like 15 have been pretty good, actually, in my personal opinion. Um, I'm struggling to like win the finals. I keep making the finals, but it, it's a it's not working out. I lost to a Waylord one time. I lost to a baby bonds another time and uh waylord. Oh man. I've never been so mad about losing to a waylord. I was so pissed, but How it's many been, keys do it's, you have left. I have 30 keys. I have 30 keys left. Okay. So you got so, 32 points, had some rough patches, 30 keys left. So you're looking at maybe ending around 70 points. If you keep up this average, right? Yeah. I'm looking at, a, I'm looking at around like 70 to 75 points at this rate, which obviously I want to do better. Um, but you know what it is what it is. I'm also switching up decks like every five. So that's kind of uh that's kind of something to keep in mind too. A lot of people are just like sticking to one deck, like, okay, I'm playing all 50 games with ADPZ, or I'm playing all 50 games with Luke Metal. But I want to get a variety of decks because that's just who I am. 
I like playing a lot of different things. And you also are doing this for enjoyment to some degree. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm doing this for enjoyment. And I'm I'm also looking at like all of the matchups. And so like because especially right now with the things that I want to do on like the Twitch channel, a lot of my PTCG PTCG stuff is staying like exclusive to YouTube at this point. Yep, because you're um, doing the um what is it? The what what's the run called? It's called I called it a metronome playthrough. There you go. A metronome playthrough. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, I'm playing, I'm currently on Twitch playing Pokemon Shield. And the only move that I can use is metronome, which if you don't know what that is, it's a move that takes any move available in the game and chooses it at random. So like I could use metronome and end up using growl. I could use another one and use hyper beam. So it's very RNG heavy and it's just a lot of fun that my community wanted to do. So we set a goal and they hit it and I'm a I'm a man of my word. So but anyways, that doesn't have anything to do with the trading card game. What does matter is I just want to see like a bunch of different matchups. I want to get familiar with a bunch of different decks. So I think inherently I'm going to be under what the average person is, if that makes sense. Yeah. I well, mean, you're I, not, I mean, you're not trying to min max the tournament, basically. The thing like if I don't make top 256, that's OK, because I hate the Players Cup anyway. So like. But I just want to see like how I can go with playing a bunch of different decks because I don't think anybody's doing that right now. I don't or at least I don't know of anybody that's doing it. So Decidueye has been one, though, that has done me really, really well. I feel like I feel like Decidueye has done me really well. I won two tournaments with it in the six games and I made the finals in another one. So that's pretty nice. Pikaram has also done me pretty well. I've made it out of I've only played three keys with it. So take it for a grain of salt. But I've made it to um, I've made it out of the first round every single time. I could have made the finals two out of three times, but I DC'd in one of the games and uh, PTCGO didn't let me back in. So uh, fuck you, PTCGO. Oh, unfortunate. I mean, but it's a problem. But I was going to say, as you predicted, though. Desigoons is uh is a good pick right now. I think it is because nobody nobody's like playing against it, right? Again, like with the ADPZs, like yeah. I mean, and also here's the thing, especially for the Luke Metal players, play Stunfisk. <laughs> play a one of Stunfisk. Like I don't know how tight your lists are, but like just play a one of of the uh, Stunfisk. Do you know which one I'm talking about, Sean? Um, yeah, the one that is, is it more HP or more damage? I don't know. Something based no, on like it's the not, amount of energy it's, attached to it or no, actually the Stunfisk that I'm referring to not Stunfisk V I'm okay. referring to a baby Stunfisk that has an ability to where if an opponent attacks you, you put damage, you counter. discard an energy oh, okay, okay. off of the opposing Pokemon. So you look at a deck like Decidueye, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's basically like your auto win, because if you have if you have done full metal wall, if you have done. If you have done you have um, the goggles on, you have the goggles on, they like have to four shot you to knock out a baby Stunfisk that you can Mallow and Lana mm -hmm. that you can switch and use like uh, another Pokemon if you want or do some other shenanigans. And you can get rid of like all of their energy because you can choose which energy to get rid of. So you're like, OK, I'm going to get rid of the grass. OK, I'm going to get rid of the grass. OK, I'm going to get rid of the grass. So you can just say. leave them with like a weakness guard energy. I mean, granted, they're playing like 
I I can't remember how many grass I'm playing. I think I'm playing like six or seven. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I like, don't have PT Studio pulled up. No, like I built a um a budget deck actually uh recently for uh of Desi Goons and I put seven energy in, which was like two two plus more energy than everyone else, like you know, you know, uh, Edward Valencia and other people are playing. Mostly mm-hmm. because there's so much crushing hammer right now. And yes. like, there's just all these shenanigans going on to get rid of your energy. And I'm just like, I do not want that to be the reason I lose the game. So I have that and I have a Fion as well. So if you are playing Desi Goons and you're worried about that st- baby stun Fisk, extra energy and, and Fion. I just think that Tool Scrapper is a card that you need to include because yeah, of the... Because one thing that I've noticed with my matchup against Luke Metal is a lot of times it's a, it's not taking six prizes, it's decking them out. <laughs> and if you're not careful, I got caught one game, I decked out myself because they use the full metal wall, they use the metal goggles, Zashian has a resistance, Zamazenta has a resistance, you literally do zero damage. So like if you have the tool scrapper, you at least start applying some pressure every single turn yeah it might be 30 damage but you know what 30 damage is way better than zero it might cause them to use a burn a switch or burn a malon lana and then therefore their marnies hurt them more because they had to use those other cards so it's it's an interesting inclusion that i don't see a lot of people playing right now and with luke metal being a popular deck i would say um and a very good one i will add I think it's pretty I think it's pretty good tech. It also helps out a lot in the mirror match against mm-hmm. Decidueye, which I don't know how many times you're gonna face. I faced it once and I I well I took a loss in the mirror match because I prized three rallets F. But <laughs> but anyways, I think Tool Scrapper, again, I said this earlier, I think it's just a good card overall. So that's my that's my player's cup analysis right now. All right. Uh Let's jump into the OPOP League, the Omnipoke League. Is it the OPOP or the Opal? Uh, I'm calling it the Omnipoke because it's Omnipoke Online Play League. Okay. Uh, but I gotcha. whatever. I, I think they refer to it as the OPOP League as well. But Okay. Whatever. Because I thought, I thought we once talked, it was like OOPL. I was like, oh, oh Opal. And then now we're saying op op. Well, OOPL, I'm like, Wait, if you what are we saying? Omnipoke is a single word. Omnipoke Online, OOPL. But I okay. just use OP for Omnipoke. Sean, market extraordinaire, mm-hmm. Gary V 2.0 out here. Oh, gross. Um, but anyways. <laughs> but yeah, I think in the Omnipoke League, uh, I'm just pulling up my results over here. Um, now, the one thing I will say for this week is going to be a little different. We do not have the week four schedule at the time of recording. And we are also missing a couple of games results. So... We'll have to keep track of that, but I will say it is very close between myself and Jake at the moment. It is actually. We uh, we saw that week two. I uh, I screwed up. I didn't have enough time to check my results, and so I promised I would get back to y'all. I won three series out of six, which is pretty good. Little Dark Fury won. By the way, Little Dark Fury playing Dreadnought VMAX. <laughs> That's that's what we call big dick energy. Anyways, plus power got a series win, and then I Caterpie also got a series win as well. So I got three wins over there, and then week three, since I'm already talking about about results, I accidentally, 
only chose five starters. And I didn't realize it till like two hours before the podcast today. So in in the effort, I decided, you know what, in in like a fantasy football league or something, I, I don't know anything about fantasy football leagues because I'm in a uh, I'm in a uh, NCAA. And so, program. yes. That you yeah. So allowed. legally, if you don't know, I can't do fantasy stuff. So uh, this is me stating that I've never done a fantasy league, um, but I've just heard about it. <laughs> um, but uh anyways so if you i've heard in a fantasy league from a little birdie that if you don't start somebody like you leave an open spot it doesn't matter or i mean it does matter but you don't get anything it's it's an empty spot you don't get to be like oh let me just throw this person in there after it's all said and done no it just sticks so i decided to keep that same concept and not lie to sean in order to get ahead (laughs) so shame on me Um, But I did get three out of the five wins, as we know of right now. I still have one series that, again, we don't know about. It's Azul versus Celios is one of them, Um, the one that pertains to me, at least. So if Azul won, I'd be sitting at four or five. That's pretty doggone good. good. That is. Yeah, Um, I'm waiting on Celios Azul as well, uh, because I I have Celios as one of my starters. And my other one is Tablemon. Uh, Tablemon's game against PTCG Radio, we do not know the result of. So... Again, it'll just be a week to week thing where like we update you for the starters. We'll try to make sure that we post actual starters this week. I know at least I have been pretty bad about posting my starters. I've just been too busy. Um, But especially now, because we're not saying it on the podcast, I'll make sure at least to tweet out mine and then have like the Metapod retweet it or something like that. Um, And then. Sean, if you could do the same, yes. uh, we'll discuss. We'll discuss when that comes out because usually it's tweeted out through Omnipoke. Um, they've been posting it on their Twitter, and we just haven't seen anything of it yet. So hopefully that comes out like in the next couple of days. There may be also something that goes on with the schedule of like maybe after three weeks they do like a big uh, tournament thing for money or i don't know or like a format i don't know how change. it goes they could do they, yeah. they mentioned early on like format changes so like that could be also the reason there's maybe like a, a bit of a window of like maybe there's like an off week while they figure that out mm-hmm. but right now we are at eight because they could do like seven. we're at what eight to seven you have eight points i have seven you are Let's waiting go. on run result i'm waiting on two so it's very close it is pretty close and uh it's kind of exciting, actually. I've been watching, I've been watching the matches. Uh, some of them a little bit quicker than others, just because of time. But they've been very cool to see. They've been very fun to watch, especially Little Dark Fury. He's been very entertaining because, like, in his matchup in week two, he played Mad Party and Dreadnought. <laughs> like, dude, Absolute that's awesome. Mad lad. The, the, that's like insane and he's and he's i think he's three and no he's two and one he lost this week three one to two uh, okay. uh which is a shame but he still got a win so like it was close it wasn't like he got o two'd so i'm pretty happy about that yeah i mean like it is fun seeing them bring because i guess when you have such a limited pool of people you kind of know what people are more likely to bring and i think people are finally like getting into their comfort getting out of the comfort zone a little bit in this uh in this omnipoke league and playing those more out there decks um yeah i i think that's fun i think that's super fun to see 
And even then, like, I can't remember if it was plus power or I Caterpie, but somebody played Excadrill and they, I think it was I Caterpie. They played Excadrill the last couple of weeks. And I think it was maybe Shay Q had a match with them one week and queued up with Sandaconda, which has a. Oh, I, he did this week. Shay versus an Excadrill control, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so I think he ended up winning that game. Mm-hmm, he did. Um, so that, I mean, again, like we talk about that predictability, like like Icaterpie has queued up Excadrill a lot, and uh, it's uh, doing well. And so Shay's like, all right, bet. <laughs> and um, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Uh, well, I think... I think that is going to do it for us this week. I don't have any other updates to you. Um, I actually, yeah, I actually want to plug something real quick, if that's okay with you. Yeah, Sean, plug can away. I please plug? I plugged so, all the channel Fireball stuff last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. This is my turn. This, this is, your is turn. my podcast. Um, anyways, so I'm going to be doing a giveaway on YouTube. I, if For those of you that don't watch my YouTube, I had the blessing of opening up 60 champions path packs from nambo kim or leggy a lot of you probably know who that is by the name nambo kim um wonderful person in the community very fun person in our twitch community as well good friends with him he sent me some cards like some rallets and things like that and allowed me to open up some of his champions path product he told me to give away the codes so I was like, you know what? I'm going to give 30 codes to two people of Champion's Path because I don't need them. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try to do that through YouTube because on Twitch, I've been doing a lot of like uh, video game Pokemon stuff. And so since Twitch is exclusively the TCG, not only do I want more traction over there on that, but I don't want tcg people to suffer on like through watching the video game if you don't enjoy that if that makes sense you know so i'm gonna be doing it i'm probably gonna announce it on like saturday i think and then of like how it's going to run and how you can like enter and win and things like that but check me out atrocious gameplay on youtube i've gotten like Check me out on TikTok as well. Actually, yeah. now come to I think was of it, say, you've been you've been deep in that TikTok world too, following a holy Jack from purple cliff. Oh my god! I mean, like it is it, for those of you. That, oh geez, I just loaded up TikTok to get you like numbers and stuff. It's crazy, TikTok. So like, I'm definitely not at the level of Jack. I probably won't be. Jack is Jack is like a purple cliff. For those of you that don't know, it's been doing a lot of like Nuzlocke stuff. Mm-hmm. on tiktok special like playthroughs of pokemon games and they're very it's just well very edited. no yeah i mean he is he is in my opinion one of the best entertainers and i watch a lot of entertainment via twitch and youtube he is one of the best entertainers like in the in the pokemon realm in my personal opinion so like he's been doing really well on tiktok and he's been really enjoying tiktok so i was like you know what i want to also do stuff on tiktok I put out a I put out a TikTok because I ordered and got the Lily and Clefairy Dream League promo that only came out in Japan. Very, very beautiful card. I posted it. Hold on. What was this? September 28th. It got like a thousand views, you know, did pretty well. 
for for a tcg tiktok usually my tcg ones get like 400 views or something like that got like a thousand so i was pretty happy with it It it's very cool card very cool video very happy that that um that card got a lot of love because it's one of my favorite cards that i own currently but all of a sudden like two days ago it has got like six thousand views in the last two days and this is a TikTok that's like two weeks old. I, you know, and so I, I'm like, I bet it's the Logan Paul effect, to be honest. Um, I think it I think it is personally. I think that has a thing to do with it. But it also hit the for you page, mm-hmm. which if you don't know, if you don't know, it's like YouTube recommended, but on steroids. Well, I think that's <laughs> the reason it's the Logan Paul effect, right, is that there's probably a variety of different clips and videos or whatever of, of Logan Paul and, and other no yeah like just people that are wanting to do pokemon card stuff and like i hashtag because hashtags help and And so so like i hashtag cards i hashtag pokemon pokemon cards yeah and so all of a sudden there's this burst of pokemon across all of tiktok and so everybody who had a tiktok video it just sort of like started surfacing it to a few more people because it's like oh everyone's into tiktok right now okay here's some more tiktok what's even crazier What's even crazier is I posted a TikTok yesterday. For those of you that don't know, also on TikTok, I do like shiny hunting. So like what I'll do is I will pick a Pokemon to go encounter. And if it's shiny or I mean, regardless of what Pokemon it is, hopefully it's shiny. It's now it hasn't been shiny yet, but whatever it is, I go out, I catch it. And then I nickname it someone that leaves a comment in the chat because like I love interaction with people and that's a way for me to interact. People tell me like, hey, shiny hunt this Pokemon. And then, hey, can I can I be nicknamed a Pokemon? Because Jack has been nicknaming his Nuzlocke Pokemon and uh, his his TikTok's popping. So I'm like, let me try that. Let me try that as well. 8,000 views in like 24 hours. Absolutely insane. So wow. uh, TikTok is wild. That's the moral of the story. If you don't get anything <laughs> else out of this. I see Sean is typing in Discord in our message, oh, no. so he's he's throwing the cane at me, like you know <laughs> when you're on stage where you throw the cane and then you pull the guy off. That's exactly what Sean. I just got to right get now. back to packing up the house. I got to get back to packing up the house. Yeah, so. check me out on Twitter. I'm doing daily point updates for uh, for the Players Cup of where everybody's at right now for top 256, 128. You can find me at Atrocious Jake. Sean, where can people find you? They can find cool. me on Twitter, Gyro Sean on. YouTube, all that good stuff. If you start following me now, you may start seeing stuff about my house move and and all that because that's my life for the next week and a half. Very exciting. Can you? Can we do a but, house tour? Yeah, yeah. Video? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do. I think I don't know if I'll do a, a whole house tour. I think I'll do like the basement of my house tour, Boo. which is my. But the basement is my setup for Pokemon. So I'm I'm thinking about making a video like that. But anyways. Full uh, house tour. Full house <laughs> tour. Show me the bathroom. Show me the bathroom. Oh, my. Oh, my. Um. All right. Well, that's going to do it for me, at least. Jake, if you want to keep talking, you can go onto your TikTok and keep talking to, to these wonderful folks. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sean's like, I'm kicking you out of the podcast. You're we're done, we're done here, good sir. Sean's a boomer. He doesn't understand TikTok. It's 7 p.m. and I need to go to bed. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Anyways, have a wonderful rest of the day. Wash your hands, go vote, be safe, wear a mask. Over your nose, please. No chin diapers here. God, I just hate people.